Hello, and thank you for clicking, and thank you for listening to Policing Matters, the Police One podcast. I'm Doug Wiley. I am Jim Dudley. And Jim, we come back um, during the course of this summer and look back on some of the Supreme Court decisions that have been coming out. And, you know, back in June, um, one of the more interesting ones came down in a five to three, I believe, decision. Um, Utah versus Streif, I believe I'm saying that right, um, held that an officer who did not have um, articulatable um, probable cause for a stop, but indeed stopped this fellow Streif, um, and later found, uh, searched him and found him to have a warrant. I believe it was for a fee or a fine. Um, he held that that was an, that was an okay stop. It, it contradicts kind of everything that we've heard for all of these years about, um, you know, the, the, the fruit of the poisonous tree and, you know, all of the things we know about Terry stops. Um, do you think that this, this decision in June, do you think that's going to have an impact on the way officers are going to be doing their jobs? Well, I, I hope not. I, if you read the, the, the stop as it came from a, an officer who was watching a house that was reported on a tip line as being a drug house, he stops an individual. It didn't quite rise to a, a, a Terry stop. And so the court ruled that even though the stop wasn't entirely um, reasonable, that the, the evidence found afterwards was admissible. And, and I'm scratching my head over this one, and, and I know how these things go. And if you get another case similar, they may not side with this decision and, and change it altogether. Um, the Supreme Court is constantly changing uh, their nuances to these cases. And so I would caution any officer before arbitrarily stopping somebody in hopes of coming up with evidence that, that they just don't do it. I mean, we saw the backlash in New York on the stop and frisk um, protocols that were going in there. And even though they had really um, impact numbers on the number of, um, of homicides and shootings, and you can, you can sort of show a, a correlation of the number of stop and frisk and the reduction in violence and homicide. But... I think at, at some point, the society in New York said enough's enough. You're, you're taking advantage and you're abusing it. So, you know, again, you hear about the, the adage, bad cops make bad laws. And, and sometimes we get saddled with laws because of what one individual decides to do that affects the rest of, of the profession. Yeah, and I would submit, too, that, you know, any case that is made, let's say, for example, in the middle of August in 2016, that will be adjudicated by a Supreme Court that looks entirely different from today's Supreme Court. Whether or not that, the out, which, whatever the outcome of November's election, the court's going to have changed because any court, any case that gets to the court will be years in the making. So any, any stop that's made in 20, uh, August or July of 2016, um, that's, gonna, that's gonna be adjudicated five or something years from now in the Supreme Court, and it's gonna have an entirely different group of faces on it in some, some way. Sure, and this is a case that originated in December of 2006 and had a couple of changes in the courts before this final five to three decision. Yeah, are you surprised that it was five to three? You, I actually thought that it would. That this one was going to seize up at four or four. Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, it like I said, to me, it's a head scratcher. Um, I I don't uh, understand. Uh, Judge Clarence Thomas wrote the majority and said that. 
Um, you know, the officer was right. He had a suspicion. He ran a warrant check. He had a warrant. And when he did the search, I would imagine that they could justify it based on a custodial arrest and mm -hmm. a search for weapons or contraband. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it certainly is interesting. And, you know, we've we've, we've got a few court cases coming down. Uh, over the course of this summer, um, it, clearly with the court you know, now no longer with um, its most you know, conservative member no longer on the bench, um, we, we look to see what's going to happen in, in terms of a replacement um, for him. Uh, I'm talking about Scalia, of course. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch. I mean, we've always really enjoyed watching the court. Um, anyone who's involved in the law pays careful attention to what's going on in, in, in this particular case, like you, I, I kind of scratched my head going, I'm really surprised that it was a five to three in favor of, of, of you know, this type of search. So we'll see what they're going to do for the rest of the summer and into next year.